Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Fool Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Fools. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? Y'all missed us or what? <laughs> welcome back to another week and another episode of the Educated Fool Podcast. And yeah, we about two weeks off. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are just some things going on. I can't remember why we didn't record the first week. And then the second week, I was sick. And I didn't have a voice, so I couldn't talk. So we can't do a show if I can't talk. So we ended up pushing it. Actually, we only missed one week. We're still going to put this out this week. So technically, we only missed one week. But we missed essentially two weeks of recording, essentially. So this week, what are we going to talk about? Man, so much happened in just the two missed recordings, though. So... I'm just going to tell y'all to hold on. We don't know where we go on with it uh, because a lot happened that we want to touch on and get to. So this week is just a whole bunch of foolishness that we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, we're going to do like we do every week. We're going to check in. How you doing, my brother? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I am currently balancing two jobs right now. So, well, well kind of three. So, I'm just trying to hang in there, learning my new job and all that kind of stuff like that. And all that entails, this is the first time I've ever been off campus. Well, not ever, but this is the first time I've been off campus in almost 15 years. And so it is amazing to see the differences and the nuances in the business side of things. And especially as we talk about the, uh, the education enterprise, right? Like how education is not just this pluralistic thing that is designed to support people and help people, but how it's actually a business and how it's set up as a business. And so having conversations with folks about the business side of things, it has been very enlightening, interesting and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, But it also makes you realize that there's more than just this one side of things. Right. And, um, and then outside of that, I'm good. Like uh, me and Bay just came off vacation and that was cool. We had a really good time. And yeah, I'm I saw chilling. that you and your little fishnet shirt. I saw you saw you rocking out <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Listen, I lost 16 pounds. Y'all going to see this body. OK. Oh, wow. Congrats on that, man. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats thank on you. that. Y'all going to see this body. I don't care if it's not ready. You still going to see it. <laughs> I lost seven and it ain't because I was working out. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Shoot. Well, however you lose it is whatever. <laughs> Shoot. Like, all right, let me keep this off. I dropped it. Let me keep it off and keep going. Got a head start. Right. <laughs> hey. Yeah, but yeah, I, I saw y'all living it up. You know, living it up on the ground. I love seeing yeah. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love being it. Finally in a a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep saying this two years in. I, I think I'm just super traumatized by relationships at at this point. Not in my relationship, my current one. But mm-hmm. leading up to this one, they've just been so all over the place, is what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? How's everything? Everything is good. Like I said, um, I was I've been sick for damn near a month. Wow. Uh, yeah, we took as soon as we took the girls back to took the girls to daycare. Like they came back with a little cold, and yeah. it got me. And it just I haven't been able to rest right because yeah. literally. It got me and I just came back from paternity. So like, I'm not trying to miss work. I'm down right. like 60% of staff. Um, so it's just like, I'm just going, going, going. So I don't have time to rest. So obviously I don't have time to fully recover. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I've been sick for a month. I've been fighting it. So like I said, I lost my voice on Easter. I lost my voice on Easter and I'm just now like 90% back to having my voice fully. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a go of it. But other than that, man, everything been good. Uh mm-hmm. was at my niece's wedding this weekend, which is yeah. which is always it's always fun for me when I go to so she's my niece in law, which sounds weird because people don't really say that, right? Like my niece in law. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she is and um it's always interesting going to Mexican weddings and being like the only black person in there. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting just seeing other cultures and how they get down. Um, yeah. and then how they, others try to make you feel comfortable and fit in. It's always been funny. It's always been funny to me, but it was a great, 
it was a great wedding. I was happy to see her um, go through that moment and, you know, celebrate love. So everything's been good, man. Um, good. I'm wrapping up. I have up. a question. Yeah. I have a question. So I saw the clips of y'all at the wedding, and I wanted to ask this question, but I was like, I don't know how to phrase this question because it might sound real ignorant, and I ain't trying to be real ignorant, but I think I'm going I'm to just go ahead and ask the question. So when Mexican people and black people come together, is it racist to request the cha-cha slide? <laughs> like, is this... Does that make sense? Like, doesn't it make sense for Mexican and black people to, like, congregate and do the cha-cha slide? So, this is the thing, right? And I apologize if I'm coughing in this mic throughout this episode. Once again, I'm fighting this cough. I'm trying to get over this cough, too, that's been lingering, but um, <clears throat> see, there we go. But um, the interesting thing was, so my wedding, right? We had uh, a mix of both, right? And uh, so we did, you know, the cha-cha slide. We did the Cupid shuffle. We did the wobble, mm -hmm. right? All those staples, right? And the video that I posted them doing is called like Caballo Dorado. And okay. it's, a, it's a basically the electric slide. Right. Oh, okay, cool. But there's two versions of it, right? So they play the first version, which is a lot slower. It's like it's a Spanish version of like my achy breaky heart. So if you if you know that that song, you know, <laughs> so that, I do beat, know that song. Right? That's the that's the beat that, that the Spanish Don't song break is in. My heart. Yeah. My achy breaky heart. So Don't that's that's the it. that's the beat of this song that they do the oh, okay. electric slide to, essentially. But then oh, okay. they play a second version after. Right. And the second version, this is where I got most of the comments on the video was like, why are they off beat? I'm like, yo, on the second version, it's not about being on beat. It's about not mm -hmm. getting ran the fuck over because they do the electric slide in like super duper speed. Like they triple the speed and they're just like running doing this <laughs> electric slide on the dance floor. So, yeah, they're not concerned about the beat. They're concerned about getting ran over on the dance floor mm -hmm. as people are trying to do this electric slide three times the speed that it normally is. So to answer your question, no, because they have their own <laughs> songs that okay. are, you know, geared towards doing the same particular dance. It's not as much instruction as like the Cupid shuffle or okay. um, the cha-cha slide, which I hate the cha-cha slide. <laughs> I don't like the Shasha Slide either, like, or the Cupid Shuffle, to be honest. Like, I hate, I really hate songs that like have instructions on what I need to do. Like, I just don't like this Simon Says type of music. Like, I just don't. I'm not really yeah. a big fan of it. So when Shasha Slide comes on, I'm sitting down. Mm -hmm. You might catch me wobble yeah. a couple times, um, but yep. the wobble. And that's why I like the wobble. It don't tell you what to do. You got to know the wobble. If you, if you don't know it, you can't do it. I feel like Shasha Slide. You just follow. Left foot stomp, like this, mm -hmm. and he made he got a bag, he gets a bag off that. Like I think that's what, yeah. I think that's why I hate it the most. It's the most mm -hmm. simplistic song, lacks creativity, and yet it is played at every party, every wedding. So, but yeah, so no, it's not racist. Um, mm -hmm. But my niece, she didn't allow <laughs> requests. Her and her husband were the only ones to control the music. She was See, like, I like your niece. I like your niece. No, no, no she's not requesting shit at my funeral. She I mean, at my wedding. <laughs> no, so yeah, she didn't allow, that. they didn't allow requests. It was like we listening to what we want, right? So it was good, day, of course. So it was a good mix. Um, it's always fun to see um, people who can't really dance try to dance and twerk. It's just hilarious to me. I love people watching. Love people watching who can't dance. Um, so nice. that's kind of what we were up on this weekend. Um, and nice. I'm not the only one who love people mimicking our culture. Mm. And I'm going to transition into this white girl named Brooke, which is such mm. like, so, so like basic, <laughs> like this white girl named Brooke, <laughs> but in our little miniature hiatus, right? This white girl named Brooke, I think her last name is Skaggs, went viral because she was looked like she was at a wedding while we're speaking about weddings. And she was rapping lyrics to a little baby song, mm -hmm. right? And she was bar for bar with it. And I don't know why white people get so much credit 
for doing the bare minimum. Like, okay, you memorized the rap song. My daughter, who's three years old, has memorized Bob Marley's Don't Worry, but we ain't like, we ain't giving her kudos for it. Like, yeah, you memorize a song that you hear over and over again. But this white girl got like super duper followers. Drake gave her a shout out. Like, she was actually about to start making money just being an influencer off of this viral clip until it all went left. Because yeah, I'm glad it did. <laughs> and for me, I don't under, I didn't understand the outrage. I think that's where I'm at with it. I didn't understand the outrage because mm-hmm. it was clear as day to me when I saw her rapping the little berry little baby lyrics. But it all mm-hmm. went left. Her her five seconds of fame was really only five seconds because they dug into her Twitter and found her tweeting about something random. I, I need to pull it up. It was like birds or some stupid, but she labeled them as niggas. <laughs> so people got mad when they found mm-hmm. out that this white girl was using the word nigga. So here's the tweet. It's for those who didn't know what my scar is from by my eye. A few years ago, I was driving down the road and saw this bobcat on the side. So I stopped, got out the car and poked that nigga. Little did I know he was alive and well. Homeboy scratched my eye. And so here I am. So a couple things. I give her points for actually using nigga accurately in that sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause she used nigga in a sentence better than most black people. <laughs> so, I was like, that actually makes sense. You poked that nigga. Okay. She I, I can see that. <laughs> she used it accurately. So that's one. <laughs> but the reason why I'm not bothered outside of her using it accurately. Once you see her rapping little baby lyrics, you know she uses the word nigga. You know it. Like, I don't know why people imagine or think that white people or anybody who we don't give this N-word pass to, which I find stupid as well, because DJ Khaled screams nigga to the top of his lungs and nobody seems to care. And I'm like, when did Mm-mm. when did this become okay? Like, who gave him his pass? But anyway, people who we say can't say the word, but they are the biggest consumers of rap music. What do you think they doing when they're in their room rapping or when they're in their car? Right? Like they're using the word. So I don't need to see it on Twitter. As soon as I saw the video, I was like, Oh yeah, she didn't say nigga a few, a few times. Yes, she has. And clearly based on her tweet, She's aficionado because she used it perfectly. Because she used it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't this isn't us like justifying her use of it, right? Because no, she is not allowed to use Nick in any fa- way, form, shape, or fashion. However, she did use it correctly <laughs> in that sentence. Now, why she would try to poke a bobcat, that's some white shit. Because you know damn well black people ain't going nowhere near a dead or alive bobcat to do nothing with it, especially if it's on the side of the road. We driving right past that thing, minding our business. Okay? Yo, I tell people this all the time. <laughs> only thing white people scared of is black people and Mexicans. Like, that's the only thing that scare white people. Like, they mm-hmm. will do parkour yeah. off a 10,000 elevated foot cliff. No parachute, no rope, no nothing. But let a black person walk by that same person's car. They're locking it. They're fear. They're trembling. Like the only thing white people are scared of, it's black people and Mexicans. That's it. Period. Or I'll say people of color because they scared of. The people white people love the most is black people and Mexicans. And Mexicans. (laughs) Right. So it's just. It's it's a weird it's a weird uh, relationship here, but mm. I only brought that up just because we were talking about I don't even remember what it was, but I found that funny and I found that like completely ridiculous and so 2022 where we big somebody up, dig into their background, dig into their tweets, and tear them down immediately. Um, of course, and that's just that's just the way it is. So like anybody who out here trying to get fame, you need to delete your Twitter daily. Because anything you said as a kid, right, 
is going to come back. They do that every like year during draft season, like NFL draft season. They find whatever top NFL draft pick who's white and they dig into their tweets and they be like, look what they said about this. And I'm like, yo, but he was like 12. (laughs) There's growth in this thing. Like I can't penalize him Mm -hmm. for what he said when he was younger. Like now, if he says it today, then clearly he hasn't grown, but we got to give people room to grow. Exactly. And we've talked about this before on the pod, right? Like give people room to grow, give people space and the opportunity to make some mistakes and then come back later and be like, yo, this was not okay. I recognize that. I understand that. However, when people don't own up to the fact that yes, they did do that. Yes, it was wrong. And yes, I have changed. That's where I have the problem. When they're like, oh, well, you know, I said that back in 1994, and you have to remember what time it was back in 94, so there's that, you N-words. No, that's not okay. <laughs> but give people space and opportunity to to grow because we all have some learning to do. And just like I've mentioned on the show, I've had to learn about trans individual and trans individuals and trans life because there was one point in my life where I was not aware of the, the 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 ins and outs, the differences, the nuances, the pronouns and things of that nature. And so I was out here like everybody else, like, I don't understand and all this other kind of stuff like that. However, I did and took some time to grow and learn these things on my own, by the way, because I ain't I ain't go out there and put the blood put the onus on trans people to teach me. I actually went out and learned it on my own. And that's another thing y'all need to recognize and understand that you need to actually go out and do the research and do the work on your own. But once I did that, I'm like, oh, my train of thought before now was so messed up. How could I have had that kind of thinking? And now that I know better, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be careful here. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I want to be careful is because um, a friend shared something with me in confidence, but it's around this topic. It is around about like growing, particularly as it relates to your understanding of the LGBTQI plus community. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically not going too much in depth. And if I do, I'm sorry, I owe you dinner, flowers, whatever you want. I'm sorry. Um, but someone in her circle that she's, that she knows, um, have been saying some remarks about, you know, gay people. And she, you know, one of her closest friends is gay. So she like, she's really struggling with like understanding that this person hasn't been exposed to the culture, right. Hasn't been exposed to people in the community. And she wants to help bring this person alone without before making a decision to completely get rid of them. Right. So in this conversation, I was like, yeah, you got to give this person this space. If this is their first time being challenged and confronted with their beliefs, you got to give them time to like grow and learn. And then I use my example as like my same example you use, like in college, when I got to college, that was the first time I started really interacting and understanding people who are gay. Right. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very masculine environment. Right. Mm hmm. But once I start engaging with people, start learning who they are, start and doing the research on my own, then boom, I got it. And then once I've understood or felt like I was in a great position with LGBTQ right, or LGB, mm-hmm. not really the T's, right? It took me a while. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I'm still going through that process with transgender. Like I still am. But mm-hmm. the, what I will say is while I'm still doing my research and trying to understand it for me, if somebody tells me they're transgender, I don't, that's what it is for me. It's a hard stop there. Like mm-hmm. I accept you for that while I still right. am trying to understand everything about it. I'm not about to question you or, or not mm-hmm. call you by your pronoun. This is who you are. Right. Cool. We go on with that. Right. Whether I understand it right. or not, it don't really fucking matter. Right. Exactly. It really don't. This is who you are. And I'm going to accept that. But but giving people time to grow, right? And that's what I've been trying to preach to her. Like, you got to give them time. Now, some time pass and that person isn't growing. Yeah, then you step away, you pull away. Like, yo, this is who you want to be. I can't rock with that. But you got to give people that time to grow. And you just can't cut people off immediately at the sign of something that they say off. Because people just don't know. Like, if, you, if you're not in a circle around, like, if I, if I didn't go to college, I'd probably be still in the same mindset as some of my friends. Because mm. they don't interact with gay people. They interact mm. in a, in a hyper-masculine environment. Mm. 
So they still right. saying no homo. They still saying pause. And I'm like, that's stupid. Stop saying that shit. Right. Right. But yeah. it's their environment. They haven't been exposed or had the opportunity to be exposed to it. Where me, I, I go to gay bars like like it's like, yo, y'all wanna go? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And I also think another th- another part of that is being challenged about it as well. And so if you're in an if you're in an environment where you have not been exposed and you've never been challenged, of course you feel comfortable with your ideas and your thoughts, right? And so with that particular situation, if if you all don't challenge that person to challenge themselves, then nothing will ever happen, right? Like challenge them to be like, hey, I, I've heard some of the things you, that you've said, and it's not calling them out, it's calling them in, right? Like have a personal conversation with them. Like I've heard some of the things that you've said. Here's why some of the things that you said do not come off as right. Here's some of the things, here's some of the reasons why these things are hurtful. Here's some of the reasons why in some of the historical uh, context behind some of these things. And so maybe we need to reshape our thinking and think of, think about this differently and all this other kind of stuff. If they're just like, F, no, da, 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 like, like Jeff said, then you can make your decision of whether you want to entertain that person or not. But yes, you do have to call them in and try to expose them to something different because if they've going off of all they know, then that's all they're going to do. Yeah. And on the flip side, you, I think you do those people a disservice when you don't challenge them. Yeah, absolutely. You, you do. You literally do people a disservice by not challenging them because you don't give them the opportunity for a learning moment. Right. Like you mm-hmm. don't give them that opportunity. You rob people of that opportunity when they say something that is out of left field and then you just completely write them off. They don't learn. They don't grow. And they continue in that same train of thought. And they continually most of the time unintentionally hurting people because no one ever told them, yo, this is wrong. Exactly. Right. So like it is our duty to like challenge folks. And I know people get tired. Like it ain't my job to teach you. And I'm like, a lot of the times it is our job. Like that's just what it is. Cause if we don't, then who will? And you know, you just can't send them to Google because all Google ever does, you can find whatever it is that you're looking for to help solidify what you're already thinking. There's mm-hmm. very few people who do their research on Google and like, pull, I'm pull an article here that's differing opinion from this article. No, you just try to confirm your own beliefs. Exactly. Yeah, I struggle with that notion of it's not our job to teach you while it is not the job of the oppressed to teach the oppressors or the job of the minority to teach the majority we do have some onus in what that conversation looks like and what some of that pedagogy looks like, right? And how we get the word out there that our lives actually matter. They do exist and we are out here and we're going to be out here. And so it's important that we steer our narrative in order for us to, you know, not have our narrative steered for us. So, oh, just my two cents. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think everybody goes back and forth with it, yeah. right? Because, once again, you want that person to get the right information, but it's mm-hmm. also draining if you're constantly the one providing right. that information. So, like, yeah, there is, there is a balance between it. So, mm-hmm. um, I get that. Um, yeah. All right, let's get off of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's yep. – uh, where I want to take us. So I could take us to something serious or I could take us to a topic you want to talk about, which is completely foolish. <laughs> let's do some foolish stuff. Let's, let's do the foolish. May no come to the table, mm. Mm. come mm. to the table, come to the table because you brought this to my attention. I'm going to let you walk our listeners through it. This is so foolish. Y'all. So a few weeks ago, Mayno was on a podcast, and, and keep in mind, everyone does not need a podcast. Everybody ain't got to do this, okay? This is not for everyone, especially if you mm, – let me be very careful how I put this because how I describe this to my friends is not how I would describe this on the podcast. But when you deal in fuckery all the time and you have no common sense – and you have no idea how to steer conversations out of the fuckery and into a place where it actually is intelligible and there's some common sense and some thought 
being put into the conversation, then you should not have a podcast. You should not host anything. You should not interview anyone. There are rules to the game. And not to say that Jeff and I are the best or whatever have you, but at least we have intelligible content and we think about the things that we say. And there is some thought that goes into what our listeners receive, right? Like you can you can think about it on the back end, like, huh, that actually makes sense, right? Not this particular clip and not this particular podcast and not this particular conversation. So Mano's on this podcast talking about his sexual fantasies and his desires, right? And he gets into this conversation about when he's with white women versus when he's with black women. And so when he's with white women, he has sexual fantasies of slave narratives. <laughs> he wants white women to treat him like he's a slave that belongs to their husband. Go with that however you will. I will not dive into the weeds on that. What I will say is, if you want to be treated like the literal definition of a nigger, <laughs> then you're engaging in niggertry. Okay, let's just be real. This is foolish. You're foolish. And I have no understanding of why you would even want to do this. Now, I listened to another podcast where they were like, look, an actually intelligent podcast. I'm not going to say the podcast because I ain't big enough no other podcast but this one. <laughs> and that's just that. But what I will say is what they were saying was, even if it was... Even if you engaged in slave narratives with black women, that would make more sense, right? Like, we running from master. We all sweaty and dirty, and we in the barn, and we, like, feeling up on each other and, and, and getting real steamy and hot under the moonlight, right? Like, we following the North Star, but the North Star got us hot. Like, that would be understandable. What's not understandable is you being in 2022 talking about you having slave fantasies and you acting them out with women who are white. That makes no sense. And I'm sure these white women are saying nigger. I'm sure you're letting them say nigger. Okay? So this actually ties back. <laughs> Full circle. Y'all letting them call y'all niggers. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, I mean, I don't even know where to go. Um, for me, it's mad disrespectful. Like, it is. mad disrespectful. And I know some people are going to be like, well, you're, thinking too, is, you're going too deep. You're taking it too far. But I don't play with slavery like that. Like, I don't play with any of those narratives, any of those games. I don't even watch slave movies. Like, I don't play with that no. stuff because our ancestors literally lost their lives. Like, yes. And the slaves who were sleeping with these white women, right. were being sexually assaulted. Like y'all do realize that. Yeah. Like not by choice. Like, <laughs> like now where there's some slaves who was like, yeah, I want to, I want to sleep with a white woman. Yeah, of course. Like I'm not, oh, yeah. but there are so many slaves ancestors who were murdered because they forcibly by white women had to have sex and then when the baby come out black he was a sacrifice Whoa. of love right like that's why I don't play with this stuff like this isn't this isn't a joke like this isn't some comic con role play fantasy shit like this is real life that has impacted and still impacts us to this day so like to even allow yourself to be degraded in that fashion just to get off is crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy and it's absolutely disrespectful on, on all levels, right? Once again, we can even take it to those who didn't even sleep with white women but allegedly looked at white women, right? Like we can go all the way to, we can take it to Emmett Till, right? A young boy being murdered for allegedly looking at a woman who later who lived her whole ass life was like, nah, I lied about it. Is she still, is she still alive or she did? I mean, I, I want to say she's dead. Cause she got to be in her nineties. Yeah. If she's dead, 
Omega <laughs> Row. Um, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> like, know, I don't care. whatever. So like, so that for me, that's where like when I when I heard it, I was like, what? Like, no, like. He has to be saying it for clout, for something to go. Like he got a single coming out. Mano, you a whole ass forty eight years old. Like you damn near fifty. Like there's so many other fantasies you can have if you want to get down with white women, where you don't have to disrespect our ancestors in a way that you're disrespecting them. Because that's that's what it is to me. It's disrespect. It's flat out disrespect. I don't see it any other way. I don't see it any other way. So. Y'all, the listeners can be like, Jay, you taking it too far? And I'll do, like, whatever. Okay. That's fine. That's, I'm, I'm cool with that. But it's ridiculous. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Y'all have to stop being so foolish. <laughs> Y'all have to. Um, and have, you know, some decorum about yourself. It's just crazy. And out of all the fantasies and in, in the sexual pleasures that you can get, this is the one you choose? This is the one you choose? This is why <laughs> Cicely Tyson ain't died for this. Is this what we become? Uh, Niggas and bad witches <laughs> to white people in bed? What's happening? Like it's it is it is is bonkers. It's one of those things where like I'm an educator, so I I, I believe everyone should go to school. Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everyone should go to school. Like I always tell people when they be like, uh, when they be like, college ain't for everybody. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that ain't true. Every college ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you just might pick the wrong school. That doesn't mean school wasn't for you. You just wasn't at the exactly. right place. Right. You probably you didn't need to learn psychology. You needed a trade. Trade. There's still trade school. Like there's schooling for everything and everybody. Right. So what I'm saying is. Mano, you should have been in more conversation and interacted with more people. That's the that's my biggest reason for trying to get dudes to go to college. Mm-hmm. Is you interact and like we talked about earlier, right? You get challenged on things, right? Your beliefs get expanded on. Now, if you're telling your homies in the hood, they laughing at it, it's a joke. Do you just gonna continue to be like, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing the slave thing because ain't nothing wrong with it? But if you said it to somebody who studies this. They'll probably pull you to the side and pull your card and really let you know how disrespectful this is. Like I, I would be concerned if I was your homeboy on the street and you're telling the story. You know how you know how bo- your boys kick it. Like y'all out on the block, y'all swapping stories or whatever have you. I would be like, pause. What? <laughs> there has to be someone around you saying, "Bruh, bruh, bruh, bruh." Wait a minute. You're doing what? Why? Like. Homegirl could take a hot, steamy dump on your chest and you tell us and we would be more understanding of that than this. He likes being in shackles, being called a nigger by a white woman. Or hold on, nigger, to be perfectly honest, nigger by a white woman. Right. Cause he don't want to get like, this is like the whole fantasy is crazy. Like you get turned on at the thought of the master walking in and catch you. So you want a white man to walk in and catch you having sex. Like it gets so crazy when you like dive into past the disrespect part. Like, yo, this is just a weird ass crazy fantasy. Like it just makes zero sense. And like there are, and I mean, there's probably more that are more wild than this. Help us, Holy Ghost. But, mm. man, he's sick. Got problems. He, got... <laughs> he, he has issues. Excuse me. Damn. And, and because of those issues, that's probably why we ain't seen him in so long. And this is why he's going viral and his name is becoming so popular right now. We ain't seen Mano in years. And then you come back and say this? Like, it took me a minute to Go remember. Away. It took me a minute to Go remember away. what song I know Mano from. And it's it's High Hater. Like, that's the only song I can think of from Mano. High Hater? I don't even know that song. Because what, what? <laughs> I don't know no songs that Mano has. I just know Mano that is a rapper. I don't know what he raps. I can't remember what he raps. And I can't remember why I know him from videos that I've seen him in. I just don't know what he was saying because I wasn't paying attention. You know how you got, like, 
when when you at grandma house or or the babysitter house or something like that, and music videos are playing in the background, but y'all like playing with toys and stuff, and y'all don't hear, you don't really know what's going on on TV. You just in your own world. That's kind of how Mano's music was to me. It was kind of like background noise. <laughs> I might I might drop a little high hater in in the in the editing process. Um so the listeners know what song this is because yeah man it's I mean you going outside it looks terrible. It's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. Um I don't I mean just as bad as Benzino right now. So all I know is like Benzino going at his daughter, right? Like that's the issue right now. Like Benzino going at his daughter. Um, so clearly a terrible father. That <laughs> so, that his daughter was able to get on without you. I think that's the bigger issue, right? I love Coyle Ray. I love Coyle Ray only because I don't love her music. Well, I was I about to say because I was like, I've yeah. only heard one song, and I can't still get past it because it was. Rap genius who did that video on Instagram for her explaining <laughs> twinning them, and I'm like, "What is this? I'm old. We be killing them. I'm old. Like I'm old. I know it. I'm old. I'm old." <laughs> but Koi, I mean, we all know this, and we know this now because Benzino has confirmed in a lot of different ways, allegedly. Okay, post Tasha K Society. I ain't gonna say he did or he didn't or he is doing what. But if you look at his tweets, if you look at his Instagram, if you look at his Instagram lives and all this stuff that has been going on, you look up on YouTube when he got put out of that motel with that man he was with. Okay. That man he was with was taking a shower and Benzino was going to get their stuff for the car to pack their stuff up and go in the car and stuff like that. Benzino has some homosexual dealings. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And Coilerae probably knows this and recognizes this and understands this. Even Shauna Starr, who is a, 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 she's funny. If you don't know her on Instagram, she's absolutely hilarious. She is a trans woman and um, she's famous for just random stuff, but she's, she's funny as hell. But she's claimed to have sexual relationships with Benzino. And children know their parents, just like parents know their children. And Koi has not mentioned any of this stuff. Probably trying to protect her father, even though her father has been outwardly expressing his disdain for her career and all this other kind of stuff like that. So that's what I appreciate about Koi because I don't know if I I would have the same restraint. So I did I did a quick quick little Google search right as you were talking to, mm-hmm. to get up to speed mm-hmm. <laughs> because once again I see the name Benzino. I see the name Corey Larray, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm not reading any of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like apparently, apparently, she has a song right where she is, where she says like she wants to say fuck her father, but she also at the end of the day, it's her father. She still loves him, and she still needs yeah. him. Right. Like so clearly, she still has hope that there's a relationship there, even though she says also he wasn't the greatest of fathers. Right. And I think Benzino suffers from what a lot of people in our culture suffer from, mm-hmm. particularly black people. It's like one thing I just learned about my family as I got older is what our love language is. Our love language yeah. is buying stuff, is being able mm-hmm. to shower you with gifts, right? Or receiving gifts, right? So like Mother's Day coming up. And no matter what I do for my mom, if I don't get her something, she's going to feel like I don't care about her. I don't love her. I don't respect her. (laughs) Mother's Day is coming up. (laughs) We record this. So that face, that's what I'm posting on Instagram. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Jeez. I... So let me go to Walmart. Right. (laughs) So back to the point though, like if I don't get something from my mom, like she's going to feel like I don't, you know, appreciate her. I don't love her because that's her love language. So Benzino in one of his rants, that's what he points to. Like she had a great life. What you mean? I'm a bad father. You grew up in a mansion. I bought you anything you wanted. That, that doesn't, 
material things doesn't take place of actual being present in your child's life, giving them love, giving them care. Right. And that's what I'm learning as a father, right. A a young father with, you know, a three-year-old and an eight month old, like I'm learning that at, she doesn't, Carmen doesn't care what I buy her. Right. She Mm -hmm. cares more about like me being present in those moments, which I'm trying to do better at because I get distracted easily. Like I do. Right. Right. But that's what Coyle Ray is speaking to, but Benzino doesn't see it. And unfortunately, a lot of people, black people in our cultures also don't see it anyway, because it's like, y'all, I'm providing for you. Like, we hear it all the time from, like, our parents. Like, y'all, I, I worked two jobs. I did all these. Like, that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate, like, I appreciate the sacrifices you made to make sure we have food to eat, which we need to eat. We had lights on, which we needed these things. Like, I appreciate those things. But what I appreciated more probably would have been a, a hug. Right. Um, I would appreciate these other things a little bit more. And as I got older and I started realizing why I am such a sneakerhead is that's how my father showed love versus me spending a weekend with them. It was I'm going to drop off these Jordans to you. Right. And now that I'm older, like maybe it would have been more impactful, more beneficial if I had that quality time with you more so than these shoes that you got me. But I equate shoes with love. So that's why when I was mm-hmm. when my daughter was born. I was doing stupid shit like buying her Jordans for 80 bucks a pop when she only gonna wear them once. Yeah. Right. Yo, this is a life lesson for all these new parents out here. Yeah. Don't buy your baby expensive ass name brand shoes because they gonna grow out of it. We hit COVID, so they weren't even going outside. So <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got Jordan sitting in boxes. <laughs> so um but yeah i think that's that's the thing you know going into this coil ray benzino thing where where the root stems that's where the root stems from she wants to love and affection from her father and he thought he and he she didn't get that growing up and he thinks he did a great job because he was able to afford and buy her all these things mm. Mm. yeah well She's definitely been in your corner and definitely pr- been protecting you. And not that you need to be protected against your LGBTQ identity because you don't need protection from being who you are or, or, or who is alleged you are. However, the industry is the industry. We get it. We understand how it works. And if Koi was to come out and say any of this was co- confirmed to be true or whatever have you, there'd be some major backlash for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate when I see, you know, parents and children kind of go at it that way. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely majorly unfortunate. So um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't protecting my father from shit. <laughs> Whatever you get is what you get. Yeah, we, we discussed this before. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what you get is what you get. Bad enough. I already got some of your features that I don't like. Like I had nice waves that are now gone because I'm bald head and they talk about some, Oh, bald head run through the mama side of the family. Well, why I'm the only bald head uh, man. (laughs) I was about to say a word that didn't start with M. Why I'm the only bald head person on this side of the family is my daddy. (laughs) Okay. So you get what you get. And speaking of people getting what they're going to get, this country is about to get what it's about to get, especially with the SCOTUS ruling that's about to come out. <sighs> we about to pay for Trump in a in in the worst ways, the worst ways. And that's only one pendulum dropping, right? Like this is where I was so disappointed in America on that night right like this is where for me i was so disappointed because i don't think people really understood the gravity of what it meant for a pseudo celebrity a b-less celebrity to become our president like i don't think people realize like y'all gave him three scotuses i gave him three And what did he do with those three? He put some of the most unqualified individuals ever to sit on the Supreme Court justice. But all they all they all they are is like, yes, men and women. And y'all gave him three 
because your favorite rapper told you not to vote for Hillary Curry and she had to earn it. Right? Or y'all didn't like Hillary Clinton for some reason. Y'all didn't like the way she looked. Y'all hated her pantsuits. Like, I don't understand what it was really about her. The crime bill that she had no part of, but her husband was, whatever. The crime bill that black people championed. And when they realized, oh shit, we fucked up. <laughs> this bill is terrible. Y'all decided to vote for Jill Stein or not vote at all. And just throw away, a year, throw away, throw away a president, throw away four years. Like the president doesn't matter when now they're about to strip women of all their rights. And the craziest part, the craziest, craziest parts. It's I don't want to throw all women into this bunch because it wasn't all women. It was white women, white women, white women. I want to say what? Fifty five percent of white women voted for yeah, Trump. Sure did. Sure mm. So here we are now. Roe v. Wade on the verge of being axed, which has been in place since the 70s to protect women's right to make decisions about their body as it relates to fetuses. Majority of time, pregnancies that where their life is in danger or they were raped and don't want to carry this baby. Mm-hmm. And it's being taken away. Why? Like, I, that's the, I think that's the hardest part for me. Like, no one can give me a real reason why. Because y'all don't give a damn about women's bodies. Like, y'all don't give a damn. Y'all don't give a damn about fetuses, right? So I was reading, right, the, the opinion piece or whatever that the Supreme Court justice wrote. And he had the nerve to talk about, like, the reason why he believes this needs to be, you know, repealed is because... The majority of fetuses that are aborted are black fetuses, and we need to care more about, you know, unborn black fetuses, right? We need to care more about the black community and save them. When I'm like, you don't give a damn about black babies, like you don't, right? So don't pretend like you care about the fetus, because as soon as that fetus becomes a baby, all you're going to do is try to lock them up and throw them in jail or kill them. Yep, that's it. Period. It's 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 scary what's what's upon us, and I already know what's going to happen in the midterms. All y'all are going to blame Joe Biden. Y'all not going to go vote, and it's going to be more Republicans oh, no. controlling the, the the whole entire government, and it's going to continue stripping away people' rights. Fo- the highest level of voter suppression you're ever going to see is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. right back into the fucking Jim Crow era because y'all are too woke. Y'all want to talk all this shit on Twitter, but y'all don't want to get out and actually vote and do what matters. There we go. So here we are in 2022 and we about to get stripped of so many rights. We're not going to mm-hmm. be able to get anything that y'all want. Like y'all get mad at Joe Biden for not writing an executive order to get rid of student loans. What makes y'all think that Republicans are going to keep that executive order in place? Like, as soon as he write that, they're going straight. (laughs) They're going straight to the House, right? They're going straight into Congress and stripping that apart. Going straight to the Supreme Court. And guess what? The Supreme Court right now is controlled by Republicans because y'all couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Nope. Pick the lesser of two evils. No, y'all didn't pick the lesser. Y'all picked the more evil, dumbasses. Right. And Hillary Clinton was not my candidate initially. Uh, my candidate was, uh, what, what is that white woman? I love her. Um, uh, shoot, she's a senator. Um, white woman, glasses. Uh, Warren? Yes, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren was my candidate. See see how mm-hmm. faithful I am? I didn't even remember her name. <laughs> but she was my candidate at first. And then when Warren didn't make it, which I didn't think she would make it to the nomination, I knew Hillary Clinton would make it to the nomination. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to jump the Warren ship and get onto the Clinton ship because it's only right. I'm going to protect my interests before anything else. I'm not going to be sitting around sulking, sorry, sad that Jill, uh, 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 Elizabeth Warren didn't get the nomination. So what? People don't get nominations all the time. Black people dying in the streets. Who cares? Right. I need a president that represents at least some of my interests. And Clinton did. Right. 
And so when we decided as a, well, not we, when white men and white women teamed up to fuck us all, <laughs> now, we're, now we're seeing the, 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 what's going to happen. And these are people who don't have to pay for these things because these are usually people who are affluent, over the age of 40, so they're not within safe childbearing age anyway. So they don't give a damn about abortions and things of that nature. They don't care about reproductive health and reproductive justice and all this other kind of stuff. Oh, we're going to save black babies. They don't give a damn about black babies. What they want to do is control bodies. That's what they want to do. Control your body and control the decisions that you make. It is all power. They want to control you. Yeah. They want to control what you, what choices you make, what information you consume. It's the reason why they are stripping books out of all the school. Like any book that they don't agree with, they're, they're banning them. Like all these book bans are crazy. So like they're literally are just trying to control you, right? To give back power I'll put that in air quotes to them because mm-hmm. they feel like they've lost power. And when I say them, we're talking about white people. They feel like, cause they are becoming the minority in the United States. Yes. So how do they can get, get their power and control back, strip you of every rights that you have. They, they're yeah. start, they're already doing it with voter voting. They're already putting some of the most suppressive voting um, bills and play and action and passing them passing them right all these anti-gay bills anti-trans bills like all of these things are happening and why is it happening because in 2016 y'all couldn't do the right thing y'all listen to y'all influencers y'all listen to celebrities who don't vote anyway like no. <laughs> y'all they listen to their interests will always be <clears throat> they're rich Right. Like the funniest thing for me was like when Trump passed the the new tax bill, which which ate me alive, like ate me and my wife alive. Our increase in taxes was absolutely ridiculous. Right. He crushed the middle class. But mm-hmm. NBA on TNT was laughing about it. Chuck was like, thank you, America. Right? He's like, thank you, America. Why? Because I'm rich. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cause I'm rich. Y'all just help me with taxes. Like Dave Chappelle, once again, in one of his standups, when he was standing in line and all these white voters were saying he's fighting for me. And Dave Chappelle was like, no, he's not. He's fighting no. for me. Cause I'm rich. Right. So all y'all voted against your own self interest and these Republicans care nothing about you. Right. So this 55 percent of women who voted for them. Now you're you're about to get all your rights stripped away. Mm -hmm. All of them. They're coming. It's ridiculous. They're coming. And Roe v. Wade is just the first pendulum to fall. Pendulum, I should say, to fall. Yeah. It's uh, we are literally becoming the handmaid's tale. You can see it like you can see. And I, w- I wish they'd do a prequel to The Handmaid's Tale. And I didn't finish The Handmaid's Tale, so they might have already talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> I just got bored of watching white women running away like she's uh, a slave. I'm sorry. It, it, it looked like 12 years a slave to me uh, just with a white woman. And so <laughs> I'll get back to it. But The Handmaid's Tale was very scary. But I could see this dystopian society in creation right now. What they might have in this television show or whatever have you, the building blocks don't just happen all at once. It happens over time. And these are the things that are being set in place that create these dystopian societies that we read about, like 1984 and all this other kind of stuff like that. Well, you can see it happening. This is the prequel. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. Um, yeah. And fortunate for me, I live in California. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be certain protections put in place for, for for those in California that is not going to be put in place in other places of the world, like Texas. Right? <laughs> so 
Um, it's yeah, it's crazy. It is. This is it's bonkers. Absolutely it bonkers. Um, okay. We, yeah, we 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 hitting up we hitting up on our mark. So I'm gonna, um, I gotta I gotta educate the foolish from you. Okay, what's up for you? So and I was just pulling it up so I can remember the story that I that I stumbled upon. It came across on Reddit. Oh God, uh, this cradle of idiocy. Go so, ahead. This, <laughs> so this woman was wondering, is she trusting or naive? Right. So her husband has a job that causes him to be away from home for like half of the year. So half the year he lives home. And I mean, it's like sometimes during the week he's home. Another time he has to live in another city. Right. Okay. So he used to stay in hotels. It was funded by his company. Right. Stay in hotels when he had to stay in another city. Okay. His brother lives in that city. His brother was recently, his brother has a female roommate. So his brother gets deployed and he needs someone to stay in his place. So he was like, yeah, I'll stay in your spot with your female roommate. (laughs) Okay. So the wife is wondering, is she foolish for thinking that Nothing is happening while he's alone for half of the year with his brother's female roommate. Or should she just remain trusting and believe that her husband is doing nothing, even though he's supposedly away for work half the year working in this city? (laughs) What are your thoughts, man? Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. So here's my... Here's my understanding of cheating. Let's 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 go over my definition of cheating. Well, no, no, no it's not a definition. It's actually a an, an understanding of why people cheat and my theory of why people cheat. It is not because of your partner. It's not because of anything else. It is literally because you chose to do it and you wanted to do it. People don't push you in the arms of other people. You go to the arms of people, in my opinion. You do things that you want to do. And so I believe that people cheat because they want to. Not because they got problems at home or they got things going on or whatever have you, but we understand how dumb society is right now and how people like to deflect and be like, oh, well, I wouldn't have did this if she wouldn't have, or she would have did this and she would have did that. So my first thing would be to ask yourself, is my marriage healthy? Are we okay? Check in with your partner. Be like, hey, are we okay? Is our marriage healthy? Are we getting along? Are we having conversations? Are we being transparent with each other? Are we financially healthy? Are we sexually healthy? Are we mentally healthy? Are we emotionally and logically healthy? All of these things, right? Like check in with your partner. If not, then y'all need to do some work. And you need to ask yourself, is my partner a cheater? Or, have, or does my partner have the potential to be a cheater? And if so, you may want to explore what that looks like for y'all. Lastly, if you have any inclination that your partner is cheating, that's your partner. If you want to roll up on his ass at 12 o'clock at night while he's at his brother's house asleep, guess who can do that? You. Because that's your partner. Sure can. You sure damn can. So if you want to find out, go see. (laughs) Um, I don't know if she's too trusting or whatever have you. But what I will say is, I mean, maybe so. Maybe not. I don't know if he's cheating or not. But what I do know is you got the ability to go see. (laughs) For me, I think cheating is a product of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think cheating yeah. is a product of opportunity. Now there's some people out here who just like they just can't be one person. Right. So they they create their own opportunities to cheat. Right. They're a cheater. Mm-hmm. They're creating these opportunities. But for more I think more times than not, it's proximity. It's just an opportunity that presents itself and people take it. Right. They're I hear a lot of stories where most people aren't like serial cheaters. Like they make a mistake. They do that one thing and they're like, they regret it. So mm-hmm. 
in terms of this one, I don't know, but for me personally, I can't see myself allowing my wife to like have a another apartment with another man who's not even a coworker. Like it's just another man in the city. Right? Especially when the whole especially when your company can pay for a hotel. It's not coming out of our pocket. Stay your ass in that hotel. <laughs> and why she need and why why you need somebody there anyway? You got a roommate. Why she need a babysitter? That sounds like a lie. <laughs> I don't it know, sounds man. like a lie. It sounds fishy. That's all I'm saying. And I, I read it was like, yo, this is ridiculous. This is foolish to me. It's yeah. foolish that you even put this on Reddit. You need to drive to that city and, and get your yeah. husband about that house. If my partner told me something like that, I'd be like, you gonna sit your black ass right here. <laughs> you ain't going to motherfucking place and you gonna stay or you gonna stay at that hotel. And I'm gonna FaceTime you every night. And then I'll probably even pop up on FaceTime <laughs> at, at one, two, three o'clock in the morning, and you better answer, and you better be in that hotel room by yourself. <laughs> and on that one, we in this episode. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We'll be back. <laughs> Or as our normal schedule, every episode on yeah. Monday, but we're gonna drop this one probably tonight, which is a Tuesday, if I can if I can get it edited right. So okay. thank you all again. Once again, like us, follow us, share us, and for the one half of the educated fools, I'm Dr. J. And I'm Jarrell. Peace, everybody.